You're not in this story. Yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. Hello and welcome to Making It Up As We Go, a Destiel fan fiction anthology podcast. We're making it up as we go. I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein. The story is ours now. You can't have it back. Please be warned that the stories featured can and will contain explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Today I'll be reading I Want to Taste by Red Amber 79. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include implied slash reference cheating, past Lee Webb Dean Winchester, minor Bella Talbot Dean Winchester, cheating not involving Dean and Cass, sexually transmitted diseases, friends to lovers, taking care of Dean Winchester, domestic fluff, Smut, unsafe sex, trust, blowjobs, consent. Want a Taste, written by Red Amber 79, read for you by Nerdy Nernstein. When Lee broke both Dean's heart and his trust, Cass was there to pick up the pieces. He was the one who went with Dean to the clinic after discovering Lee had been sleeping around. He was the one who listened as Dean raged and swore when his STD panel came back positive. He was the one who reassured Dean he'd done nothing wrong, that he wasn't dirty or unworthy, or any of the negative things he was saying about himself. Dean got his antibiotic shot, and Cass reassured him that he'd be all right, that everything the doctor had said about catching syphilis early meant Dean would be okay, and he wouldn't pass it on to anyone else either. Even so, it was easily six months before Dean could bring himself to go on a date again, and sex was absolutely off the table for a while. Checking his phone while he got ready to go out, Dean found Cass texted him good luck, and he smiled at the screen, sending back a quick, thanks. He dropped his phone on the bed and finished getting ready even digging out the dress shoes he'd bought to wear to Sammy's graduation from Stanford. His date was with a woman named Bella, and he was definitely more dressed up than he was used to for a first date. Only a few hours later, he knocked on Cass's door exhausted. Cass wasn't expecting him, but Dean needed someone to talk to. There was the sound of soft voices inside, and he tensed, 
realizing Cass wasn't alone. He turned to walk back to Baby, but the door opened behind him. Dean, Cass called, and Dean plastered a fake smile on his face and turned. Hey, buddy, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'll talk to you later, all right? Dean said cheerfully, but his heart ached. Cass looked soft and warm, and Dean was cold inside. Cass cocked his head in a familiar gesture that made Dean's smile more genuine and shook his head. I was FaceTiming with Meg, but she's headed out to a party. Come on in. Cass stepped out onto the porch, his tan arms pebbling in the cool night air, and Dean sighed, his chin dropping to his chest. As he tried to think of an excuse, Cass spoke again, but this time it was an order. Dean, it's cold. Get your ass in here. Dean collapsed on the overstuffed leather couch, his head falling back against the cushion, and let his eyes close. He felt Cass sink into the seat next to him, the warmth of his knee close against Dean's hip, and knew his best friend was turned toward him, waiting for Dean to speak. Eventually, Dean opened his eyes and sat up a little, taking a long pull from his beer, but he continued to avoid Cass's eyes. Eventually, Cass prodded him. So, hot date, huh? He asked casually, as though Dean's very presence in his living room didn't place that firmly in the no category. Dean snorted and eyed Cass, amused despite himself. Cass smirked at him a little, pleased to have gotten a rise out of him, but his eyes were soft and concerned. Dean sighed. Bad fit. A really bad fit. Absolutely as hot as her profile picture, but cold as ice and a royal bitch. Pretentious, demanding, rude to the wait staff, snarky in the mean way, and just ugh. Dean ran his fingers through his hair and shook his head. Then, after all that attitude, she offered to fuck me in the back seat and got offended when I told her it wasn't happening. Yikes, Cass commented, shaking his head. She sounds like a piece of work. Dean snorted, staring up at the ceiling. Understatement of the year, man. She figured I'd be an easy lay, I guess. Maybe I used to be, but not anymore. Dean saw Cass nod from the corner of his eye, and he squeezed Dean's knee gently, the warmth of his palm seeping into Dean slowly. Anyone who doesn't respect your boundaries doesn't deserve you. I'm... Cass's voice hitched a little, and Dean looked at him curiously, just in time to see a strange expression disappear from Cass's face. I'm happy you're putting yourself back out there, but it sounds like she wasn't the right person for you. I don't know. Maybe if I told her why I was saying no, the end of the date would have gone better. That's bullshit, Dean. Cass interrupted hotly. You don't owe anyone an explanation. She should have accepted it without being difficult about it. That she didn't shows she had no respect for you. You deserve someone who treats you well. Do I? Dean sighed, leaning back again and avoiding Cass's eyes. He was wallowing, and he knew it, but it had been a shitty night. Cass whacked him on the bicep with a backhand. Quit the self-loathing, or I'm not sharing the pie I have in the fridge. Dean perked up instantly. Pie? You made pie? Cass smiled at him fondly, clearly amused at the miraculous recovery of his mood. Cherry, Cass said, heading for the kitchen. 
What are you doing making my favorite pie? Dean asked, following closely. Cass ducked his head, and Dean felt his heart thump strangely as Cass's cheeks reddened. Felt like it, Cass muttered, retrieving the pie from the fridge and cutting them each a piece. He set the first plate in the microwave and started it, managing to keep very busy with his back to Dean. Dean can be a little slow on the uptake sometimes when it came to romance and signals, especially from guys. At the moment, though, his mind was putting pieces together at record speed, and he reached out to touch Cass's elbow gently. Cass? He called softly and watched as Cass braced his hands on the counter, leaning forward with his head hanging in something far too close to defeat. Talk to me, man. I apologize, he said in a strained tone, and Dean frowned. Cass only got formal like that when he was upset. I certainly didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. The microwave beeped and Cass set it for another 30 seconds. Cass, you didn't. I'm good. I'm trying to figure this out, though. Could you look at me? Please? Dean coaxed, gently nudging Cass's elbow. And Cass turned to face him. His arms crossed protectively across his chest, his blue eyes dull and unwilling to meet his gaze. Come on, man. Let me see those pretty blues. Cass's eyes flew to his, wide with shock, and Dean gave him a warm smile. There they are. Favorite shade of blue in the world, he murmured, and Cass's cheeks went pale, then furiously red. The microwave beeped, but they ignored it. Don't tease me, Cass whispered, his mouth pressed in a line, and Dean shook his head, stepping closer holding on to Cass's elbow and stroking his thumb soothingly across his skin. Cass caught his breath at the soft caress, and his eyes searched Dean's face. Not about this. Never about this, Cass. Been so goddamn blind. Dean shook his head at himself in dismay, and Cass managed to half-smile. I wasn't exactly forthcoming, he admitted, looking away again. Dean tucked a finger under Cass's chin and lifted his face, his eyes tracing over the persistent blush that highlighted Cass's cheekbones. The microwave beeped again, and Dean glared at the appliance for interrupting. He opened and shut the door quickly, shutting up the incessant beeping. So why didn't you say something? Dean asked, and Cass rolled his eyes. What? And have you think I've been listening and supporting you just to try to get in your pants myself? Cass demanded, and Dean frowned. We've been friends for years before I was with Lee. You didn't make a move then, either. Besides, you're not like that. He shook his head. You know exactly what I went through, and you know I'm not interested in sex with anyone right now. Are you okay with that? Cass rolled his eyes again, but this time fondly. Considering I haven't been getting sex from you in all the years we've been friends and still hung out with you, of course I'm willing to be with you without it. Dean shook his head, stepping a little closer. Not the same thing. If we're in a relationship, are you going to be okay with not having sex for a while? I trust you. You know I do, but... But you trusted Lee, too. Cass finished for him, and Dean nodded miserably. Cass's arms finally unfolded themselves from their defensive hold across his chest, and he placed one hand lightly on Dean's hip. Even through Dean's clothes, that touch scorched him and his breath caught. 
Can I hold you? Maybe kiss you goodnight? Cass asked shyly, and Dean grinned. Yeah, he breathed. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Cass tangled their fingers together and squeezed Dean's hand lightly. Then we'll be just fine. Awesome, Dean repeated, feeling his cheeks heat a little under the weight of Cass's gaze. Now give me my pie. I want a taste. Just a taste of your love isn't ever enough. Cass was firmly of the opinion that the last year was the best of his life. He and Dean had been dating for a year now, and Cass had never been happier. They'd recently decided to move in together since they spent most of their time at Cass's house anyway. We're moving your mattress to the guest room, though. Memory foam. This is a deal breaker. Dean insisted, and Cass simply smiled and agreed. They'd been having sex for about eight months by this point. Though they'd both been tested and had negative results twice, Dean still insisted on using condoms and mouth guards just to be sure. Knowing what Dean had gone through, Cass understood and was more than willing to cooperate. Dean had worked late at the auto shop, finishing up paperwork for the tax season, and Cass made sure when his boyfriend got home there was a hot meal courtesy of their crockpot. Dean was clearly tired, and Cass kissed him softly, then pointed him at the food. I'm going to run a bath for you, and then I'm going to give you a massage. Sound good? He asked, and Dean sighed happily against his lips. You're awesome. What did I do to deserve you? Dean asked, and Cass smiled. You make me happy, and I love you. Dean's cheeks went pink, and his smile turned shy. He ducked his head a little and rubbed at the back of his neck for a moment, looking up at Cass through gold-tinged lashes. You know, love you too, he muttered, and Cass grinned, leaning in to drop a kiss on his nose. Go eat. You've got to be starving. Take such good care of me, Angel, Dean said, pulling Cass in for another kiss as he lingered in his arms for a long moment. Mm, you taste good. Guess you don't want the beef stew I made? Cass asked teasingly, and Dean stepped back as his stomach growled. Nice try. Probably pass out in the tub if I didn't eat something. Give me ten minutes. Cass shook his head and swatted Dean's ass on the way past him to the stairs. Don't rush. The water hasn't even started yet. Cass headed up the stairs and set out a few battery-operated tea lights in their room, their flickering glow dancing on the walls. He continued into the master bath and turned on the water, adding one of the orange and ginger bath bombs Dean loved. Cass, along with Dean's therapist, a no-nonsense woman named Missouri, had done a lot of work to get Dean to accept simple pleasures in his life, even the ones the old Dean would have deemed too girly. Cass puttered around the bathroom, turning on more flameless candles, until the room was lit with a warm, inviting light. When the water was high enough, he turned it off and stepped out, closing the door to trap the heat. He was in the office down the hall when he heard Dean go past, and he smiled when he heard him humming. Cass headed back to their bedroom and laid out a towel on their bed since neither of them wanted massage oil everywhere. He peeked into the bathroom and found Dean sinking into the water with a groan. His clothes were strewn about the bathroom floor and Cass rolled his eyes, picking up his t-shirt and flannel and tossing them into the hamper. It's literally right here, Dean. He scolded lightly and Dean chuckled behind him. 
And then I wouldn't get this awesome view, he retorted, and Cass snorted and shook his ass at his boyfriend. Sides, I was going to get it after. The water looked too inviting. Uh-huh. Want me to get your jeans? He asked. Dean made an affirmative hum, and Cass glanced over, chuckling softly. Dean's eyes were closed, and he looked about five minutes from falling asleep. He scooped up Dean's jeans and emptied the pockets, tossing the denim into the hamper and carrying Dean's things to their bedroom. He set them on Dean's bedside table, then wandered back to the office to grade more essays. An hour later, Dean appeared looking soft and warm, wrapped in his gray robe, his hair damp and spiked from his fingers. You're awesome, babe. You done with those essays? He asked, and Cash shrugged. Two more paragraphs on this one, then I'm done for the night. Good. I'm gonna go start a load of laundry. Anything you want to add to the hamper? Cash shook his head, frowning at the essay in front of him, then smiled and hummed happily as Dean kissed his forehead. I'll just be a few minutes, he promised, and Dean squeezed his shoulder, then left. Working quickly through the rest of the essay, when would his senior English student stop adding so many ellipses? He tallied the mark and submitted the final grade, then shut down his computer. Stretching slowly, he stood and cracked his back. Down the hall, he found Dean sitting on his half of the bed, reading. Cass rapped on the doorframe and Dean's head snapped up. He grinned and set the book back on Cass's bedside table, and then stood and walked around the end of the bed, stripping his robe and tossing it on a chair in the corner of the room. Didn't want to lie down. I was afraid I would fall asleep, he admitted, and Cass chuckled, stepping into the room. Well, get comfortable. I'll be just a minute. He stepped into the bathroom and stripped off his clothes, dumping them into the empty hamper. Returning to their room, he found Dean on his stomach, watching him with a lazy, smug smile. Cass picked up the massage oil and poured a little into his palms, warming it a bit before straddling Dean's thighs. What are you grinning at? He asked, as he dug his thumbs into the perpetually tight muscles of Dean's lower back. Dean groaned in relief, taking a moment to answer. Not allowed to be smug about my super hot boyfriend whom I live with who takes such good care of me? Dean teased, and Cass chuckled. You do the same for me during finals when I'm up to my eyeballs in grading. Guess we're both awesome then. Guess we are, Cass agreed, standing on his knees to get leverage to work out the knots that came with the territory as a mechanic. Dean moaned again, and Cass felt his cock twitch at the sound. He took a deep breath, trying to tell his dick that wasn't that kind of moan and not to get too excited. He worked his way methodically over Dean's back, pinpointing the spots he'd learned Dean carried his tension, kneading with strong fingers in the heels of his palms. Dean relaxed underneath him, and after half an hour, a little snore escaped Dean's lips. Cass chuckled softly setting aside the massage oil, and wiped his hands on the towel. The oil didn't really stain much, but he wanted as much off his hands as possible. He went around the room, turning off the tea lights and the bedside lamp. Dean, he called softly, coaxing his lover awake again. Come on, sweetheart, under the blankets. Dean grumbled sleepily, but let Cass rearrange him between the sheets, snuggling in as he pulled the blanket over them. Cass nestled in against Dean's back, spooning him comfortably, and he dropped a soft kiss on the nape of Dean's neck. He soon fell asleep to the sound of Dean's breathing. Just a taste of your-
Dean woke to the feel of Cass's arms around him, his lips working over his shoulder and his dick nudging at Dean's ass. Dean's own cock lay heavy between his legs, showing definite signs of interest in early morning activities. But Dean had only one thing on his mind. He rolled over quickly and pushed Cass onto his back. Bending to kiss his lover thoroughly, he pulled a surprised moan from his lips. Working his way down Cass's throat, he sucked lightly at his pulse, careful not to leave a mark, then down to his collarbone. There, he marked his territory thoroughly, using teeth and tongue and lips to suck a dark bruise, reveling in the gasps and moans of pleasure that escaped Cass. Mm, morning to you too, Cass murmured, his voice an impossibly sexy growl. He pulled Dean up into another kiss, but Dean was not going to be distracted for long. He had a goal in mind. He wondered if he should mention it to Cass, but decided to surprise him. It was a long time coming. Dean slowly worked his way down Cass's throat again, this time on the other side, and he kept going, pausing at Cass's right nipple and the little mole next to it. He lavished attention on the small bud, teasing and tugging until it came to a stiff peak and Cass was panting above him, his fingers tangled in Dean's hair. Dean released Cass's nipple and smirked up at him, running his tongue over his lower lip and winking. Cass's eyes zeroed in on his mouth, and Dean bit his lip teasingly. Then he bent to show Cass's other nipple the same attention. Soon Cass was squirming underneath him, and Dean could feel his cock pressing insistently against his chest. He moved lower and wrapped a hand around Cass's cock, stroking it slowly. Cass let out a choked cry, and Dean nuzzled at his balls gently, sucking on them each in turn. He stroked Cass's cock lazily, twisting his grip a little on the upstroke, and rubbed his thumb over Cass's slit, then to that sensitive spot just below the head. He watched, mesmerized, as a few drops of pre-cum dripped to Cass's stomach, and he met Cass's desperate gaze. Normally, this would be where activities would pause while one of them fumbled for a condom. But Dean was done being afraid to trust, and he knew Cass would never, never hurt him. So instead of reaching for the drawer, he tangled his fingers with Cass's and squeezed lightly. Love you. You know that, right? Of course. I love you, too. Cass answered, looking a little puzzled, even as he smiled down at Dean. Want you? Dean purred, brushing his nose lightly along the underside of Cass's cock, feeling it twitch towards his touch. Cass moaned softly, clearing his throat before answering. You've got me. Dean stroked his hand up and down Cass's cock, feeling the silken glide of his skin, and rubbed his thumb over the slit again, smearing around the pre-cum until it was glistening. Dean. Cass's voice was raw, and Dean lifted his eyes to stare up at his lover. Then he deliberately sucked his thumb into his mouth, moaning at the slightly salty taste. Cass's eyes widened, and he fumbled for the drawer. Dean, you... Mm, fuck, you forgot the condom. Dean ran his tongue up the length of Cass's cock, flicking it over the slit. No condom, Cass. Not this time. I want to taste you, he growled, and Cass dropped a hand to his shoulder, stilling him. Cass's blue eyes searched his carefully. 
You're sure? He asked, his voice husky with desire, and Dean nodded. I trust you, Cass. On all of you and me, he murmured, watching as Cass's eyes widened, his mouth dropping open a little. But for now, I'm going to swallow you down. Putting his words into action, Dean wrapped his lips around the head of Cass's cock and sucked softly, sweeping his tongue around and moaning at the taste of him. He loved giving head, but he hated the taste of condoms, and hopefully would never have to use one again. Cass's eyes rolled back in his head, and he shuddered, precum spilling onto Dean's tongue. Fuck, Dean, Cass swore, and Dean hummed a question, which served to make Cass moan and twitch in his mouth. He sank down deeper, letting Cass's cock nudge at the back of his throat, then came back up for air. Cass's cock felt like velvet-wrapped steel against his tongue, and Dean loved the throb, the immediate heat of it. The scent and taste were driving him crazy, and he shifted his hips against the mattress, looking for a bit of friction for his aching cock. He kept his eyes on Cass's face, feeling drool and pre-cum pool at the corners of his lips and trickling down his chin. He went deeper again, and this time swallowed around the head of Cass's cock as he deep-throated him. Cass cried out, his hands tugging at Dean's hair urgently, and Dean popped off, looking up at his lover. Cass's expression was absolutely wrecked, his cheeks flushed, his lips red and swollen from biting back cries, his hair a disaster. He looked delicious. You okay? Dean asked, his voice rough and raw from deep-throating. You keep that up. I'm not going to last, Cass confessed, and Dean chuckled. We got all day, he pointed out, then swallowed down Cass's cock again, playing with his balls and tugging on them lightly, even as he slid his tongue down his shaft. Cass's hips were giving small, aborted thrusts, and Dean moaned in approval, stroking the base of Cass's cock with one hand while he sucked on the head and pressed it up against his soft palate. Cass moaned one of his hands landing lightly in Dean's hair again, and Dean sped up in encouragement, his own hips rocking against their bed more urgently. Dean, Dean, fuck your mouth. Cass swore, and Dean redoubled his efforts. He could feel the way Cass's thighs were shaking underneath him, see the way his abs were going taut and then releasing, and he knew Cass was close. Another hard suck against the roof of his mouth, along with the slippery twist of his hand near the base, and Cass tensed, going impossibly still for a moment save for the throb of his cock in Dean's mouth. Cass gave a deep groan. The first spurt of cum over Dean's tongue made him moan, and he swallowed eagerly, greedy for every last drop. When Cass stopped shuddering and went boneless beneath him, Dean crawled up the bed and kissed him thoroughly. You alive? he teased and Cass snorted softly, barely opening his eyes. You just sucked my brain out through my cock. It's not called Le Petit More for nothing. Cass tugged him in for another kiss, and Dean couldn't resist rutting against his hip, his cock now approaching painfully hard. Cass ended the kiss and shoved him over onto his back. My turn. Considering how long he'd been hard... It was inevitable that Cass got him off in record time. But Cass was right. The immediacy, 
The intimacy of Cass's mouth on him without the condom absolutely ruined any kind of staying power he might usually have. It was only a few minutes later that he went off like a rocket, emptying himself down Cass's throat and shaking with emotion. Cass crawled up his body and pulled him into his arms, kissing him tenderly. Was that okay? He asked, his huskier-than-normal morning voice dangerously deep after blowing Dean. Dean huffed a laugh. That was awesome. He snuggled in against Cass's throat and sighed happily. I never want to taste a condom again. Cass snorted. They're not just for oral sex, you know that. Dean rolled his eyes and pulled back a little to give his lover a heated look. If you honestly think I'm not going to rim the fuck out of you at the next available opportunity, you're crazy. Cass's jaw dropped open gratifyingly, and Dean heard the click of his throat as he swallowed. When he spoke, his voice was even deeper with renewed arousal. You're sure? He asked, and Dean dragged him in for another wanton kiss. He sucked on Cass's lower lip and nipped it between his teeth lightly before letting go. Told you. I want to taste you. The end. Thank you so much for listening.
Thank you so much for your support. I can be contacted on Twitter, Tumblr, or at makingitupaswegopod at gmail.com. If you are able, please go to the author's AO3 story and give comments and kudos to them for sharing this with us. The link is in the show notes. This will also be posted on AO3 as a podfic under my username, and the link will be in the show notes as well. As always, thank you so much for listening.